going on, guys? It's Tucson Cena. Welcome to a great episode four, also known as Kicking It With The Fortunates with my man, Southside City. No, man, what's up? What's going on, brother? Chilling, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for thank you for coming into this episode. Thank you for coming on to this episode. Gotcha. Definitely appreciate you for this. Man, I appreciate y'all for having me for real. For real. Listen, so let's let's start it off. You just had a show this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. What was that like? It's crazy. Man. So, um, who did you do it with? I did it with my brothers, uh, Trusky, Prophecy. All the prophecy didn't get to make it, but he was about to pull up. Okay. Where, where did you have the gig at? Final Vintage New York Lifestyle. That's on 14th Street, right? Yeah, it's actually really on 13th and 3rd. I thought it was on 14th Street, too. But... I was on 13th and 3rd. Okay. Okay. That's dope. What, what is the, what's the setting like over there? And we got a real dope vibe out there. They got a real classy type of vibe and shit. Real upscale shit. Okay, dope. So now that we talked about, well, I'm gonna call it the the future past. Let's go to the past past real quick. When did you start writing or learning that you wanted to be a rapper, and how did it start for you? Man, I just knew I wanted to do music. I always loved music, and ever since you know what I'm saying I was young, my parents was playing records in the house, much like a lot of us young, you know, melanated people. I say that, <laughs> and um, you know. From there, I thought I was music, like literally. Like, how could I not do music? Like, all this shit surrounding me, like, this is me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, growing up, I was listening to Michael Jackson and like old school shit like that. Mainly Michael Jackson. <laughs> okay. That's and, fucking dope. I didn't see that shit as something outside of myself, to be honest. Now that I really think back, but, well, that's the crazy thing. So, who is it that got you to write? I write, I started writing myself, okay. to be honest. We used to like songs so much, and my, I see my older sister like write down songs. That she like and shit. So I used to do the same shit. Like I remember literally listening to a Biggie song and running it over and over and over, writing down word for word what he said. And when you think about it, it's like kind of like it's kind of like forensic science. I worked backwards. I took who the greatest was, took his, wrote his shit down. Like okay, how you do this shit? Like you know, this how he did that shit. Now let me work back. I'll write my rhymes like this. So no lie. So you wow. So you mentioned Biggie. So you meant so it was there anybody else who you sat down and you wrote their wrote down their lyrics? At that time, not too many more people, just probably Biggie and Tupac, Jay-Z, Nas. Okay. Big Al, Harlem's finest. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Definitely a major influence on my musical upbringing as far as the rap shit goes. So when you were, see, when did you, you started writing at what age? 14. 14, he was like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to write down, you know, these cats lyrics and then I'm going to write my own. So what were some of your topics and how did you come up with even a creative process to do it? Like, what did you just sit down one day and just say, all right, I'm going to figure out what what makes sense to me or what rhymes with what? Remember back in school, they had us doing poetry and shit. And they, thought, they, they just thought that shit wasn't cool. Yeah. I had a friend who literally told me one time that him and his brothers was on some writing poems to girls type shit. 
I looked in like that should be working. Sometimes <laughs> I was like, right, let me try that shit. And it just started off like that, you know what I'm saying? Like as far as that, like being creative and writing my own shit. But other than that, so you know, I gotta ask who was shorty you was writing the phone to. I don't remember. I don't know. I where did you go? Dropping soon. Valentine's Day 2020. And that's the thing. Everybody think it is. That's why I want to do. I want to fuck people's heads up. I like fucking people's heads up. Because people be thinking they know you or they know what you're about to do. And then they really don't know too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, so trapping with a broken heart. Somebody really reached a couple people. You know, they said, fuck what they said, but like, they felt like I guess it was <coughs> me going out sad over a girl. And that's not necessarily what it is. I was listening to the project myself, and it's all pretty much done. And I was shocked. Like, I was like, yo, this shit turned the fuck up, bro. Like, this shit really turned up. And it's like, they completely expecting the opposite. They expecting some sad shit. Like, I don't know, something that probably Drake could do or Bryson Tiller or some work. And I love those people. I love their music. I wish I could make music like that, but I can't. I can't sing. I could rap, though. You know what I'm <laughs> I could rap. And, and I'm going to miss Yummy Yummy. Yeah, that was yeah, my that, shit when we was growing up. They don't know about that shit. Y'all want the hits that never drop. <laughs> so... For those of you guys that don't know, me and Southside City, we pretty much known known each other our whole lives. Well, fuck, we have. Our parents grew up together. Um, we started music together growing up um, down in the Lower East Side of St. Augustine's Church. It's kind of, that was like our first lab. Um, you know, we had our brothers called, and we named ourselves the LES Fortunates or the Less Fortunates. Um, I kept my name, of course, City kept his name with, and then he, you know, came back like Diddy coming back, Southside City, Southside. you know, City Montana. City Montana. Uh, you know, not mad at it. Definitely between you, Diddy, and Prince. I, I, y'all just be, <laughs> y'all just be doing it. I, I man, it's good company to be in. I guess. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. So, also, I never got a chance to really be like, damn. Or not, not even now, I never got a chance to be like, because I've always watched as you've progressed. I remember your first your first mixtape, Who is City? Who is City Boy? That's So you went from City Boy, City, the Mando from the Bando. Like, there's there's so many AKAs, bro. I, I, I'm running out. I'm running out of space to hold them all down. I love it, man. That's that's a good thing though, cause you you notice when people really like gravitate towards certain <coughs> shit, they really like that shit. I still like Mando from the Bando. A lot of people still love Mando from the Bando. And it's like I was really torn. I was like, damn, I don't think, you know, I don't think I could just keep pushing this same line. And it's like, it's certain people who know me as this, certain people who know me as that, and certain people know me for one thing or know me for the other and overall I just felt comfortable with if I was going to be going out into the world meeting people I ain't know doing music I was like we're going to go with city people who know me could go <coughs> so any variation of city it was just my way of keeping a little distance between me and the people because I'm giving them so much of my music and myself you know what I'm saying 
I just keep something for the for the real home team. Got you. So speaking of giving yourself. Let's talk about the first project that you ever gave of yourself when you was in high school. Yeah. The one joint that I had the honor and privilege of yeah. my first production credit. Yeah, production placement. <laughs> I think you had two. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. I don't even remember the second one, on but the yeah, block dope. Was one. Yeah, on the block was one. And then there was, I can't yeah. remember. I don't know. I was always sending you stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, high school, we was trying to make it happen, but who was City Boy? Could you explain to me what that what that was like as what 13, 14 year old kid, low east side, big dreams, looking out the window, writing down your rhymes. Like what was what? I'm surprised you remember that. Bro, so like, <laughs> bro. My whole life. <laughs> so you know, what was, what was that experience like for you? 13, 14, just figuring out this is how I want to express myself. <laughs> Really, it wasn't even, um, it wasn't even like too much of a thought put into it. It was a lot of thought put into it, but it was like, it was more passion. It was more, this is what I want to do, and I'm not going to let nobody stop me from doing that. And I realized, like, I'm actually glad you asked me that, because, like, going forward with where I'm at right now, I kind of came to that same conclusion. I was like, bruh. At what point in your entire music career has anybody ever handed you this on a silver platter? You had to always get up and go fix the meal yourself. Like, that's how it was. That's how it went. That's what it is. So that's exactly, that first project was it, bro. Like, you and me were the producers on that. I recorded it in my <coughs> mind. <mother's career. coughs> yeah. What, $50? <coughs> computer program. What was that, EJ? Yeah, like a $10 microphone. I used a sock as a pop filter. Yo. It was ridiculous. Like, looking back, but it, it came out good, though. It, 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 that's why I say it. it almost makes me want to shed a tear. Like, the dedication. As a young dude, just wanted to do it so bad. Bruh, the covers were made out of, like, printed paper that you would get out of an yeah. office machine. And we used to go to the 99 cent yeah. store to yeah. Yeah. pick up yeah. CDs. Bruh. And, yo. I, I was, remember. That's distribution. But, like, look, small scale. <laughs> Bruh, small scale. That's what I always said. I was like, yo, any older person, and no offense to any older person, I'm sorry if you watched me grow up, but this is how I honestly feel. I feel a little bit funny about you. If you saw that and did not acknowledge <coughs> the pure entrepreneurial spirit in that, shame on you. That's, I'll just leave it at that. Shame on you. But that's what I get out of that, and that's what it was for me. Like It was my first real entrepreneurial experience. I said, even... Beyond the fact of it just being music, is like I said I wanted to do this, and I went out and did it, and I let nothing stop me. I remember the jokes. I still remember to this day little jokes and friends that support me and shit. And I look back at that like, wow, that taught me something too, bro. We was like 14, 15, 16 year old at the time, and not that old. We still in high school. I know that, bro. Right? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, it was like. To see who was gonna support me and who wasn't, it was like foreshadowing what was to come. Cause to be honest, I never really got as much love from my own area as I did like in general. Because <coughs> you know, when you come up around people, they don't see you as nothing more than what they saw you as. So to be more than that is out of there. Realm of what they want to accept, so they'll joke about it, they'll make fun of it, 
and they don't know how much it means to you or what you're willing to do for it. They'll tell you to give up your dreams because to them it's inconceivable. Mm-hmm. But they're right. Because to, to them it is inconceivable. Not to you, though. Not to you. And that's what I had to learn. It's like my whole life has kind of been like a fight against that. Even like last night at that show, it was like, no lie. I really saw it right in front of my own eyes. Like, oh shit. This shit could really happen. It's just up to me how much of myself I'm willing to dedicate. If it, if it happens, it's up to me. If it don't happen, it's on me. But it's my decision. And that's what that my first project, that's who is City Boy, was that. It would have never happened. It wouldn't have been produced if it wasn't for me. It wouldn't have been recorded if it wasn't for me. My mom, you got to give her credit. Yeah, you got, always got to give mom. Shout out to Auntie. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, just long story short, yeah, that's what that represented for me. That's, that's what that meant to me. That's what that was for me. That first project. So... I don't. I, I look back in it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was 15, 16, the music is. You know, it's good for what it was. Man, I was timeless. It's time, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? it's timeless though. You know what I'm saying? I, you can see I had talent. Yeah. You can see the talent was there. They can't stack up to me today, so I don't like to. You know, there's not much I can say about it. But. That's fire. So that was your first time. Actually, it makes a lot of sense, even to this day. I'm one of those rappers who like just as much a businessman. And for every pound that I am an artist, I'm a businessman. Some some friends of ours mentioned that music has been therapeutic for them. Would you exactly. would you agree with that? I said that on my new mixtape. I said that on how much you willing to spend. I said. I said. What I said. I was like. I looked at the streets and looked back. I looked at the streets and looked back ever since. Rap nowadays, man, that's just how I vent. I'm mostly concerned with not leaving no prints. And that's like kind of speaking to my overall genre or subgenre of, or niche of creating post-traumatic music. That's what I do at this point. This is my lane. I could talk from a perspective of somebody who's been through something like post-traumatic stress disorder. It's funny because my homeboy G Herbo, he just uh, dropped his album called Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder. That's how real and how relevant this is. That's what these kids going through. You want to know why such a, such a drug culture popping off and why these kids doing all this shit, killing themselves, silent and it's just the pressure y'all putting on these kids and shit. And um, I think that needs to be studied further. And if I gotta be one of the ones to shed light on that, I'm gonna do that. And I'm not just going to do it through the music. I'm gonna take put my money where my mouth is, make real steps towards that. But with that being said, that's exactly what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like it is therapeutic for me because when I rap. At this point, it's like I'm just venting. And that's what I was just pretty much referring to in that song. Like, man, I was just, you know, it was kind of a bar. I was like more putting more sauce on it, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm trying to be artistic here. But at the same time, it was like, yeah, rap nowadays is almost just a way to vent. I'm mostly concerned with not, not, you know, more things that is criminal at a certain point. Not now, but that's where it became. And that's what it became for a lot of people. We need the culture. They're trying to trick us into making this feel like we supposed to be criminals. We supposed to be doing thugged out shit, wild shit. Hell no, bro. They forcing our hand, bro. And then they making it seem cool <coughs> to portray that image. That's why when I do my music, it's more of a um, me venting and talking about my issues to try to help other people get through their issues without glorifying that side of it. 
So that's kind of where I stand. Okay. I want to talk about performances real quick. Mm-hmm. So can you remember the first time you ever performed on the stage? I think I can. I think I can. Could, would you mind telling us about it? Mm-hmm. Well, technically, I was always a real... Hold on, I'm gonna take a shot here. That's how real this is. That's how real what I'm about to say is. I was always a shot kid. You know what I'm saying? I was growing up, yeah. I wasn't really outgoing. Like hell yeah. If you put me around my friends, couldn't get me to shut up. But put me around a group of strangers and I wasn't going to be the most, you know what I'm saying, talkative person there. So with that being said, I could literally remember uh, my mom putting me in this little fashion show. I think it was for school or some shit like that. Something something in the community. And I remember having to walk on stage. And I just remember that moment before walking across that stage. I was so fucking nervous. And a part of me just remembers that. Because it's almost like that way every other time. I wasn't really performing at that time. And shit. I was just bothering it up. All the same thing, like ever since then, like, because to be honest, me doing music is what saves me when I'm on stage. Because other than that, I would not be getting up on stage with <laughs> all of these people and trying to draw all of this attention on myself. Hell no, I'd rather play the cut. I'm more laid back, calm, cool, collected. I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? I don't need all the spotlight attention. I'm not that type. I don't need you to always be focused on me. And in fact, I'd actually prefer you not really think about me too much, actually. Because <laughs> I'm not like getting good. paranoid. Right? Like, let like, me say, let me do what I got to do, and then I'm Whoa. out. Don't worry about me. Worry about you. <laughs> watch me, watch TV, all that. But anyway, wasn't that an Amaze line? No, I do. Was, uh, wait, who? Yeah, no. Shut that. That was Joel's. I just quoted it, but. So, oh no, it was that me. So I was like, yeah, I do what I do, like I'm doing it, like I'm doing doing it, like I'm doing it for TV or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Shout out to Harlem either way. I think we all went off topic here, because just to talk about performances, I actually love performances. That's my favorite part. Like, like I love creating shit, but I really love performing and shit too. Like, it is kind of neck and neck, huh? Performances is crazy. <coughs> just to get on stage. And that's when you get to touch the people and see the people and see if they really fucking with your music. Like I said, that show last night, some people in that, <laughs> the majority of the people in that room did not know me. They ain't owe me nothing, bro. Mm-hmm. They ain't owe me nothing, bro. They was rocking with my shit, bro. They was rocking with my shit. The first trip, the first one and done, bro. I got you, bro. I know you want to hear more of my music. They telling me, damn, why didn't you do more music? Like, why didn't you perform more tracks? Like, so with the stuff that you have out now, where can the people find it? I mean, they're going to be able to find it everywhere. It's going to drop this Friday, March 13th. So we got, so this upcoming Friday, March 13th. Mm-hmm. Friday but, the 13th is about to get scary. He's, y'all, he's letting y'all know. Back in the game, baby. So song like your singles and you know your your other projects that you dropped, where where can people find that currently? Right now they can find it on SoundCloud. I do got a couple singles on on Spotify, Apple Music, all of that shit. Every platform. But most of my stuff is on SoundCloud still right now. 
under what alias? Southside City. So, okay. So, guys, please go to SoundCloud. Check out Southside City. And is Bottles Go on there? Bottles. Is on? Okay. So, he has a song called Bottles Go. Bottles Go, excuse me, which Bottles is fire, Bottles which is everywhere. everywhere. So, definitely look that out. Look that out. Look that up. Excuse me, guys. Um. So, Bet, I want to talk about the process for you. Not even the process. I want to talk about your musical heroes. Now, somebody that knows you very well, like I know a good deal of them, but for the people that don't know you at all, you know, who who did you admire growing up and who do you admire now as a grown man? And in between, how has it changed? Well, that's a really good question because that's exactly what it is. I admired certain cats when I was younger. And times changed, and I got older, and I admired other cats when I was older. So when I was younger, like I already said, I looked up to the greats, you know, like everybody did. Jay-Z, Nas, really Nas. And you know what I'm saying? I was really a, a huge Nas fan. I'll never forget when you put me Tupac. on the Elmatic. Word. Word too. Tupac, I was on Tupac. The first two people I ever listened to was Tupac and Big No lie. Weird enough. And then Jay-Z. So what was it about Nas that captured you? He just seemed so fucking intelligent. He seemed like he just knew something. He knew way more than everybody else that was spending some regular ignorance shit. I don't know what it was. It was just, you know, he made it seem like he had done his homework, you know. And he made me want to pick up books and shit like that. For real, for real. Even from watching the movie Belly and all that shit, you know, I wanted to, you know. Almost, you know, you emulate their style and shit. That's how I go with rap. You know what's funny? 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 You know when I was 12, I went to hell for snuff and Jesus, which was a Nas quote. And I always found it interesting that, you know, your, your one of your favorite rappers was. You know, that part was taken out, used yeah. as a hook and for another song. And I was just like, oh, wow. That that was, it was like, it was made for you because it was like your two favorite artists just went in there. And that's fire. I'll never forget when you put me on to that. Like, I always I knew. I to try to make little creative songs like that. Yeah. Talking about the devil and going The greats, man. Like it's, it's always as somebody that's watched watched your progression. I always, always admired how dedicated you are to it. You know, whatever you're, whatever you're doing out, outside of music, like you always make sure that you come back. You know, whether it be um, what you have going on now, the Sour Puff Boys, which is something I would definitely like to touch on um, in a few. Um, you know, you 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 find the ways to really make sure everything that you're doing revolves back around to the music. Like one hand feeds the other. Uh, so, could you would you mind telling me about the Southpaw Boys or tell, telling us about the Southpaw Boys? Yeah, that ain't nothing. The Southpaw Boys is a lifestyle brand that I just created. You know, it was kind of a playoff. This, you know, the old cartoon and pop up girl. You know, they had the Rock 
person off of that. And, um, you know, I just, um, you know, looking, looking at that, I was like, I don't know how that shit just popped into my head, but I was like, the idea is when I tell it to somebody, they should just get it and laugh. You know what I'm saying? They should see what I'm getting at. And the first person I told, I remember I came outside and I told my homeboy Wilson, and he had the exact reaction I was looking for. He just laughed and shit. And I was like, yeah, it's going to work. You know what I'm saying? And I remember going to like our first event and my homeboy, he like um, was outside talking to some people there who had seen the brand and they like reacted exactly how I said they would react. And he came inside and told me, he was like, yo, this dude outside really just looked at the car and said, I get it, he laughed. And like, it's like, he just got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. That's, that's like brand recognition, like with his, uh, you know, which is uh, demographic, like we speak to the culture, we speak to that certain lifestyle, so we know what they like, you know what I'm saying? We know what they're going to get. So that's why it's like, what I say is, you shouldn't have to think about if you get it, if you like it, if you rock it. It's either you do or you don't. If you mm. get it, you don't. You're in and you're out. You get it? So it's like, either you're part of the lifestyle or you're not, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's something that I created that could stand the test of time and cross, you know, just bounds, certain boundaries, like just skin colors and everything. You know how many people from other races out in the middle? And Listen, I haven't, almost everybody I've been meeting is a, is follows the South Pub Boys. It's crazy. I was at a gig and I met this one young lady who um put together the event and she we followed each other on Instagram. And I saw, and I was like, "Damn, she follows, she follows my <laughs> and another friend of mine um, follows my goddamn." And I remember I called you that day. I was like, "Yo, boy, you really out here?" <laughs> like, I remember you told me one time everybody. that you said that somebody said that <laughs> they had went to the movies and fell asleep uh-huh. while watching the movie because they had ate an edible, uh-huh. and you asked them where they got the edible from. Did they not have yeah. online? It was like, yeah. yo, some cats called the South Pope Boys. He was like, what? Yo, that's my cousin. The word. <laughs> that was me. I was like, really? <laughs> and I always get shocked by that because he'd be like, yeah. And I'm like, yo, this nigga's really everywhere. Jeez. Yo, I'm really moving, man. I'm really not part of the culture. That. Like, that was my goal with that. I wanted, besides the music, I wanted to be a part of the culture in another way. I wanted to speak to that lifestyle of, you know, besides doing music, we've spent a lot of time out here running around with this weed and stuff. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Now they're starting to legalize it, and I don't want to make this a racial issue, but I don't think it's fair that you've been locking up people of my skin color in my neighborhoods for trying to support their families with no other options doing this. And now you want to take that same thing and set up these legal companies? Cool. But we need access, homie. We need access. Just like my homie Mabel and Nick was saying, that's what we need. You're not asking for no handouts. Nah. Just access. And that's, you know, the way they play, like, it's crazy, man. Y'all done seen Burner's interview or whatever it is. Or heard him talk about it like these there's really some powerhouses in the game. Like let's say, like what's gonna happen when big tobacco or like 
Coca-Cola and them, you know what I'm saying? Want to Wall Street. You feel me? Want to put their hands in weed. Oh, that's it. That's old money, bro. Who you think that is? You know what I'm saying? So all I'm saying is we need a representative. We need a stake in that market. We need something. And why not be you? Why not? I, even when you see the logo, you see three kids of different shades. They look like they could be of different cultures, but you know what I'm saying? Right. You know? And with that being said, in the same family, it, it looks like it shows unity. It shows this is for us. It shows it shows the lifestyle. One kid's holding a book bag. Same things we got profiled for. One kid's holding the phone. One kid got a little bit of money and shit. Ain't that some of the things you be hearing even on the news? They be fucking with these kids over? I done got fucked with and cops then said stupid shit like, yeah, it's because let me see your phone or it's because of your phone and why you have this much money on you. Like, I work out of a job. Like, yeah. Are you crazy? Bro? Like, like it's crazy out here. You know what I'm saying? We was really getting harassed over this shit. I ain't bullshitting. Like, getting locked up over this shit. So, like, I don't know, man. I was just blessed. To, I don't have a record. I don't have a record. I've never been served any time for any type of crime. So with that being said, I'm good. I'm just speaking for the culture because I've been through those experiences. I'm surrounded by those experiences, like my cousins, friends, me, myself, a lot of people around, you know what I'm saying? So that's what South Park Boys is, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I wanted to marry that in the music, but I realized it's like, it's something that, you know, it, it, it'll handle itself. Okay, it's gonna handle itself. Okay, I dig it. So you getting ready to drop an album? When it ain't really an album, it's just like a, a mixtape little project. I can't really call it an album because it's not an album. It's like the like you you'll see when it like it's not a full full project. Like like the first. Three tracks on it, I think, is only one verse. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like a full, they're not even full songs. Or, so it's like more of a mixtape, just something to throw out to the people. Because that's what, like, honestly, like right now, the way music going, it's like, it's a different way of doing things. Like, you could, you could, you could pretty much do whatever you want to do, but you got to have a plan behind it. Mm -hmm. Like, so, my plan, I really just wanted to drop single after single. And it makes a lot of sense. It's like, you can see what's working, what's not. And honestly, I was going to say, like, yo, after this project, I ain't dropping another project for a while. This shit was expensive. I'm independent. I had to pay for this shit myself, all out of pocket. So after this, I definitely will just be dropping single after single <laughs> after single. You know what I'm saying? Until the next project is really ready, and then maybe we will have an album. You know, I want to do. I will, I do want to have an album by the end of this year. I'll tell you that much. You know, a real album, complete front to back, 12, 13 tracks, original tracks produced just from the end. Of it. And what is the name of your upcoming mixtape? This uh, tape is going to be called uh, "Trapping with a Broken Heart." Trapping with a broken heart. Where did you come up with the name? Of, where did you come up with the title? It kind of just came to me, but you know what I'm saying. 
I might have seen it on like Instagram, like on a meme. I think I might have seen it on a t-shirt or something like that. Or if not, I'm gonna put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you heard it here first. If it's not there, it's then not he's there, putting on a t-shirt. <laughs> We're going to do it. Yeah. You know, this, um, it just made sense to call it this because, to be honest, I haven't really dropped music in a while. And I was like, damn, like I said, I wanted to just drop singles, but I was like, damn, I got to give him a project because just going about my daily life, I was running into all my people that was like, yo, when are you going to drop something? You going to drop something? And it's just like, yo, there's really people out there who deadass want to hear my music and deadass want to hear some new shit. Like, cause I'm thinking like, I'm interested in my music, but are they interested in my music? You never know until you put it out there. And now I know I've put the, from the little bit I've put out there, now I know that they dead interested. So this project is like my first project in this real time period. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Cause the last time I dropped the project was like 2013, bro. It's like seven years ago, bro. You know what I've been doing for the last seven years, bro? Hustling. I've been hustling, bro. I've been running around. I've been making it happen, Kevin. So with that being said, music has taken a back seat. And that's the God's honest truth. And at times, I do feel sorry for that because I know I do love music. And I I ain't realized how much that shit was taking an effect on my life. Yo, no lie. After I did that show, bro, I felt happier than... Maybe I felt in months, maybe a year or something. No lie. And I was like, I, it almost felt like my life was falling apart and now I got my life back on track. And I was just like, yo, what is it? You think it was? And I was like, yeah, I think it was. I was like, yo, I think it's because you seen progress going in the direction that you actually wanted to go. So now you're happy because you realize, oh, okay, I have a future in this. Right, wrong, or indifferent, good, bad. Like, I mean, like, not, not nobody's wishing the worst on themselves. But let's keep it real. Where I'm coming from, all I need is a shot, man. All I need, that's how I feel, man. All I need is a shot. So now that I got one, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna run it up. I'm gonna really run it up. Cause that's what I have to realize. You know, I was the one stopping myself. I was the one. Like I said, it's a choice. I believed at some point that it wasn't possible or that it was, you know what I'm saying, it might not be for me. Hell no, it is for me. If it's in my heart, it's for me. Mm. Real shit. So with that being said, I was like, yeah, it's in my heart. I'm gonna get it out. I'm gonna do this shit. I'm gonna follow. This ain't for nobody else. This ain't for me. I told myself I'd do this shit. It's a promise I gotta keep to myself or I would dead ass lose myself. That's how I dead ass felt. Like I had some like real life changing events. Scary shit, bro. Scary, scary shit that I wouldn't really wish on nobody and shit. Like, and it's just like, damn, bro. Bro, I've been doing, like, you know what I'm saying? The girl's trying to take the credit for this shit, but like, it's almost like, man, like, I've been a few moves on Valentine's Day, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I mean when I say trapping with a broken heart. I'd had like just like two weeks before I even decided to, or a week before I decided to call it that. In the same day, I had to make a call to two close people I consider family, because their fathers passed away on the same day. Like this is, and then a couple days later, I found out another close friend's father just passed away. So this is what I'm saying. It's like I'm not just speaking for myself. I've been through that stuff too. 
But I'm not just speaking for myself. I'm speaking for anybody who ever been through that. Like I said, post-traumatic music. For anybody who might be experiencing a little bit of PTSD, to listen to me. No, <laughs> free bar, free bar, free bar. But for real, for real, that's how I feel because I could really, I'm qualified to speak on that at this point. I really am. I can talk about it all day, to be honest. But I ain't gonna do that right now. So with that being said, like for real, for real, I get the the dope thing about this is like I get to touch on both sides. Trapping with a broken heart, I get to talk about the trap shit, the, the, the tough shit, the struggle shit, the hustle shit, and the broken heart shit. I get to talk about the, the real emotional heartfelt, and even the, yeah, the, 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 the situation and shit. <laughs> so, I have a question. How has music affected your relationships with people? It's Brisbane. I was actually just telling a story last night after the show, me and my, my fan was kicking in, my sisters and cousins and I was telling my sister a story about um, me and my cousins. Me and one of my cousins stopped talking for a while over something that had happened. And then like a year later I put out that that last tape I was talking about the no lie. Forgive me if I'm faded. The first track on it was a track called Greatness and great it was like a four or five minute song. No hook. Just me going in, talking about mad shit, being real about mad shit. And everybody loved it and shit, like to the point where my cousin reached out to me and we ended up having like a two, three hour long conversation. You know what I'm saying? And we kind of rebuilding our relationship again. And that's when I knew the power of music, bro. If I never make a dollar, I didn't get paid off that mixtape. I make one dollar off that mixtape. That doesn't mean it wasn't worth something to me. You feel me? That was the power of music. That brought your that, family. That brought back. my family. You know what I'm saying? Brought a part of my family back. That mended relationships. That's the power of music. It's not only dollar and cents. That's why I realized, like, man, it's deeper than that. It's deeper than all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I said that from a youngster. I was like, no lie. I was like, man, even if I was making like thirty thousand, which I knew ain't wasn't that much. Like, but at least you'd be like, fulfilled. I would, I would be fulfilled. Inwardly fulfilled. Like, I could do other shit on the side. We know, we've proven that. <laughs> I could do other shit on the side to make some money, a little bit of extra income and shit. That's what the Sidepuff Boys is for. Like, you know what I'm saying? T shirts and hoodies coming soon. Fake it, tell you. The pink lemonade coming soon, too. And this is how real it pink is. Pink lemonade. This is how exactly. This, see, okay, this is what I'm Breaking like to news, tell you people. This is breaking news. I'm glad I, you just reminded me of something. Look. Fuck. This is how the South Puff Boys ties in the South Side City music. Because I was like, if South Puff Boys got so big, they ended up in the Source magazine. South Side City was never in the Source magazine. So technically, the brand got further faster than the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we put, I could also say, I'll give, yeah, we put a lot of dedication and energy behind that. And whatever, we put time, energy, and dedication behind. That's why I say that so confidently. It will grow, whatever it is. Trust me. But with that being said, um, the Sourpuff boys, they're going to be making treats that complement the album, or pardon me, the mixtape and the, the tracks off the mixtape. So, Trapping with a Broken Heart, we coming out, we got the Oreo, actually it's out right now, the Oreo cookies and cream, 
You know what I'm saying? Super incredible medical edible. <laughs> <laughs> super incredible. Super incredible medical edible. <laughs> super incredible medical edible. I love it. I love yeah, it. They got the super um joints with the um with the the, 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 the Oreos and it, the white chocolate joints. Yeah, this shit is hard. It's crazy to celebrate trapping with a broken heart. And then we coming out with the pink lemonade for this, you know, this spring summertime. Nice like it's a drink? It's a drink. It's going to be a drink. We never did no drinks before. They never did no drinks. South Park Boys never did a drink before. They what? They the first drink ever for me to, to celebrate the release of this this remix I was on. My man, Acosta Park, Manny Acosta, did a drink called Pink Lemonade. I jumped on it. We made it some fire shit. And so they coming out with the Pink Lemonade South Park Boys drinks. Word. Oh, sweat. So listen. Big things are going. Oh, man. Breaking news is coming out. We got things to look forward to. I know it's all nobody. Oh, sweat. I need to get that to social media. Oh, sweat. I get that first. Oh, thank you, sir, for the exclusive. Truly appreciate you. Truly appreciate you. Oh, man. So listen, we got some stuff to look forward to in the summer. We got more beat major. We have South Puff Boys. We got South Side City. We got Trapping with a Broken Heart. Yeah. You know, we got uh, Pink Lemonade coming out. Woo! It's about to be fire! It's about to be fire. So, with that being said, guys, this is another episode of B Major. But listen, check out our Instagram. Check out, um, yeah, it's at B Major. Uh, City, where can they find you? Man, you can find me on Instagram. At South underscore side underscore CRT. Okay, and then if they want to follow the South Puff Boys and we probably make an order? Yeah, you know, just uh, follow us on the gram, you know. You'll be able to get in touch with somebody, I'm sure. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, follow the wave on the gram, the South Puff Boys 710, you know. And um, yeah, you'll take care of you. <laughs> okay. And um, just, a, just a couple things. For March, we have my youngest sister, Niara. She's having an event on March 28th. So I'll be promoting that on the B Major website, uh, on the website, the Instagram. Also, um, the band that I play with, Low Maintenance, we're at that same day, we're going to be at SOBs. Doors open at 7 p.m. And I think the event's over by 10. So the show starts at 8. Doors open at 7. So definitely, definitely, definitely come check us out. If you can't make my event and you in Brooklyn, definitely check out my sister's event. If you want to hear some dope music, you want to come through, party it up with us, definitely, definitely, definitely come check us out at the SOB's Lounge. And bye. And there's some food there, too. I hear it's pretty good. So with that being said, this is Tucson Cena. This is Southside City. Go get that trapping with a broken heart, y'all. When is it coming out again? This Friday, March 13th, 313. Y'all, y'all go get that, man. 313, 2020, baby. So um, with that being said, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to, you know, me and my brother from another mother, my cousin, and one of my best friends in the whole wide world, man. Let's putting out this stuff, putting out this music, putting out the things to feed the people. So we're going to have some more artists coming up uh, this upcoming Friday. And, oh, man, I'm just excited about this. So if you guys are fans of the show, please keep coming, keep listening, you know, let people know about it. I want to say this is, you know, your your musician's musician show or your rapper's rapper's show. And, you know, we just trying to make sure that our stories are told, not just the famous ones, but our stories. You know, the famous ones are not the only ones. 
that are out here grinding. There are people that's, you know, quote unquote, low level or mid level that's doing the same damn thing. So let's like make sure we support them. On the grind, man. That's on the grind. Part, man. That's on the grind. Part, that's when the real legends are made. Right? That's a fact. So with that being said, thank you guys for rocking out. Much love to you. Check out Southside City. Trapping with a Broken Heart coming out this Friday. Um, and look out for a new episode of B Major next week. Much love to you guys, man. Peace.